0: Thank you so much for coming tonight. You're watching Young Female Entrepreneurs, the live stream that we do every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. excuse me, (laughs) 9 Eastern time and this evening we've got a few awesome guests on. First of all, uh, we're welcoming in Ryan Pa of the Young Entrepreneurs Council and he's going to be talking about Fix Young America. Now this is a huge campaign that they just launched last week. It's been in Time Magazine, Mashable, anywhere that you read on a daily basis you've probably seen the headlines somewhere. So we're going to be asking him some questions as far as why a young female entrepreneur needs to pay attention to this campaign and what we can do to help out. Uh, so apart from that, we're also debuting the Granny Cart Productions a YFE Profile, very excited about this. this is, these are two women that met in grad school, came together and produced a company um, after knowing each other for a year basically. So they've got a fantastic story that I know you are all learn a lot from and hopefully we'll have some fun discussion. Uh, we have the live chat up on Facebook.com youngfemaleentrepreneurs Young Female Entrepreneurs if you are watching over on livestream. Um, And pop over there, let me know if you have any questions for Ryan or for either of the two women that will be on later on. But before we welcome Ryan in, I just wanted to mention quickly that Crave, the Crave Company, they're an international company in Amsterdam, Canada, a few other places. Uh, They have an awesome series coming up called uh, Women, Collaborators, or Competitors. And that is actually in Seattle, where I am up uh, on March 28th from 6.30 to 8.30 and I'd welcome all of you to come. I'm on the panel and with each one of these chats that they're doing in cities across the world really, they're going to be welcoming in women that are leaders in women's organizations to chat on a panel. It's a great opportunity for you to learn um, where what type of resources are in your area and also meet other women that are doing similar things as you. Uh, so, definitely go over to youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com tomorrow. I'll have more information about that on the site. Uh, for now, though, I want to welcome in Ryan Pa. Like I said, he's with the Young Entrepreneur Council. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thank you so much for coming.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Jennifer. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I have to say, I'm a huge fan girl of <laughs> Ryan and Scott. Scott Gerber is um, kind of your your wingman for... <laughs> I think I'm more Council. his
1: wig man, but uh, we're <laughs> a really good team, and um, you know we're lucky to have members like you in the organization who help us do amazing things.
0: Yeah, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what the Young Entrepreneurial Cam- Young Entrepreneur Council is in the first place?
1: So we're an invite-only nonprofit organization. We're comprised of top young entrepreneurs around the country and around the world and together we all are trying to do amazing things for the entrepreneurship ecosystem provide better mentorship opportunities better better educational opportunities and better resources to young entrepreneurs everywhere
0: yeah and so Ryan why don't you tell us a little bit about your role in the organization and how you got started in it because you have a really fascinating background that I didn't know too much about before I looked into the YEC
1: sure so um, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for about five to six years now. Um, since I graduated college, really, I spent about eight months in the corporate world and um, actually used that time to start my own business called Brazen Careerist. And that's a, um, a social network and career network for young, ambitious professionals. Um, I've been doing that for the past four years. And then I met Scott when the organization was just getting off the ground, and it was just a very small group of about 50 Entrepreneurs from around the country, and I got invited to be one of the first. I thought it was a really good idea, and um, as a community builder at heart, I saw an opportunity, and um, I just started working with Scott on, um, you know, figuring out ways to build this into a um, a next generation entrepreneurship organization. And um, you know, I worked starting as an advisor, and then came on full time, and now I'm the chief of staff managing all of our operations.
0: Can you talk to us a little bit about the operations because I've um, recently attended one of your meetings that was virtual and you've got some really impressive people that are on your staff.
1: We do we're really lucky. Um, We have a whole arm of our operation that is focused on editorial content providing really great PR and media opportunities to our members, and that's led by Lindsay Donner, who's our executive editor. Really awesome person, and I've known her since way back when we started the Brazen Careers community. She was one of our early adopters, so I've known her for a while. And I'm excited to get to work with her on the YEC team. Then on the other side of the uh, equation, we have Jennifer Edwards, who is another person who I've had the pleasure of working with in the past through a project I did with Monster.com last summer. They launched a Application called Be Known to help young professionals get connected. And um, Jennifer is our community manager and responsible for uh, helping members get the most out of the organization, whether that's networking with other members, taking part in our virtual or in-person events, and pretty much anything else that they need.
0: Awesome. No, I I have to say kudos to you guys for putting together such a crazy awesome team. You're definitely role models for all of us too, in the first place, um, which is always. It's nice to see. Um, so let's get Thank into you. the big questions here. So Yeah, I'm ready. Apart, apart from what <laughs> is um, Fix Young America, in case anyone hasn't heard of it yet, sure. why? Why why did you start this campaign? Why now? And where is it going to be going? That was way too many questions. In one. Uh,
1: that's okay. <laughs> but- um, I've been really passionate about, about helping young professionals uh, like myself since I started Brazen Careerist. Um, and right now youth unemployment is at a 60-year high. Um, It's becoming an epidemic in America, and we put this movement together because we want to do something about it. Because we know that through our work with the Young Entrepreneur Council, that there are real proven solutions out there to this problem. But the problem is that most politicians and most Americans for that matter don't even know that they exist. So what we've done is we have collaborated and partnered with uh, Thirty plus organizations from around the country led by really hard working entrepreneurs who have found proven solutions to the problem of youth unemployment and we 've put together a book of those solutions that we 're now creating awareness around and fundraising um, around so we can put this book into the hands of every politician, every student organization leader, and every relevant decision maker in America, so we can start implementing them at a wide scale level and hopefully um, do something about the youth unemployment rate.
0: Now, the the big picture for the solution of um, for youth unemployment is that they adopt entrepreneurism, right, or entrepreneurialism. Sure. Um, now, with that, I mean, there's some there's some questions of whether or not entrepreneur you can be you can learn to become an entrepreneur, or if it's kind of inherently within who you are as a person, the characteristics that you embody. So, in the YEC creating this campaign, are you coming at it from the perspective that we can Teach young people how to be entrepreneurs, and then they will be successful. I, can
1: you yes. tell us a little bit about I, your philosophy? I believe, I, I believe, and I think we believe as an organization that entrepreneurship is not something that you're born with. It's not necessarily in your DNA. It's something that can be taught. In fact, I actually, you know, I I learned to be an entrepreneur through experience. Uh, it wasn't something that I was taught in school, school. It wasn't something that was ingrained in me early on. But what we'd like to do through Fix Young America is help change that. So a big part of the book uh, revolves around uh, education for entrepreneur, entrepreneurs in the K-12 through 12 range and involves parents ingrating entrepreneurship into their children. And then it involves, uh, involves more uh, changes in the higher education system as well to uh, you know, ingrate entrepreneurship into the culture and uh, make it more of the curriculum that we think is important to you know, really equip and prepare people for the real world
0: okay so and and by the way if you are watching right now on facebook there's a chat going on right below this video so go ahead and ask uh, any questions that you have for ryan since he's on right now live with us um, and i'll make sure to relay them over but i do have um, a question as far as the campaign goes, I, there's a number of other campaigns happening right now as far as fixing youth on, uh, youth unemployment. Um, what makes you different from those campaigns as well as, you know, some of those other, you see the entrepreneur um, bus tours, that type of yep. a thing. How, what makes this campaign sure. different?
1: Well, um, you know, I think at the end of the day what makes us different is that we have, um, you know, we have better fuel than than most organizations because we are very committed to partnering with other organizations who believe in the same things that we do. We have a great backing of young entrepreneurs within the council who all who all want to give back in a very powerful way and are all supporting this campaign. But also, we're willing to work with and are working with the other organizations out there that are doing similar things as we are. Um, you know, we've brought together, you know, more than thirty organizations who believe in this cause to put together this book and we've also partnered with organizations such as the Young Invincibles who are right now doing a bus tour across America to bring some of the same issues into, the, into um, you know local communities and to local leadership. They're doing roundtables as we speak in order to get the word out and help you know create a positive change.
0: Okay, Well can you talk to us a little bit about some of the solutions that are being provided or that are being written about on in, within this book?
1: Sure. So one of the most exciting things right now uh, that's just, um, we've got a huge update in, is the crowdfunding bill, which will help young entrepreneurs, you know, get more access to startup capital. Um, and, and the Jobs Act, which is a big part of um, of this whole thing, it's just passed, thanks to Congressman McHenry, which uh, he wrote a big chapter in the book about um, about the crowdfunding bill and why it's so important. Another big part of, um, of the... Um, the book itself that's really important to us is um, you know mentorship and better entrepreneurship education so um, you know from, from K through 12 all the way up into you know, the collegiate level we need to ingrain it more in the actual culture itself and we have people writing about it ranging from uh, the president of Babson to um, the president of uh, NACE, the National Association for um, Collegiate College Entrepreneurs which is a mouthful but um, you know we want to encourage more uh, educational institutions to do more to you know to facilitate entrepreneurship in the classroom and within you know within their students
0: no that's awesome because I know that mentorship is definitely a pain point for a lot of young women specifically there it's very hard to find a a mentor and then have right. it also be someone that is a woman that has had some of the experiences that we're going through right now so any work that can be done around that is always one that's appreciated now uh, along mm-hmm. with that another pain point is um, student loan debt and I've seen yep. that mentioned a few times within the campaign uh, can you speak on some of the solutions that have been suggested around that pain point
1: sure so last summer uh, again along with the Young Invincibles who's has been an amazing partner for us uh, we brought a bill to the floor of Congress called the Youth Entrepreneurship Act a big part of this bill uh, revolves around the idea of student loan forgiveness for um, entrepreneurs and companies that are able to, you know, you know, able to create jobs and able to create uh, solid growth for their businesses within the first couple of years. Um, you know, one of the big barriers to entry for young people who want to start businesses is the tremendous amount of student loan debt that they come out of college with. So through this program we're trying to do more to support them and hopefully hopefully alleviate some of those struggles so they can help create new businesses and new jobs for young people.
0: Well that's interesting. Um, So apart from this, all right. so we talked a little bit about the the solutions that are being uh, suggested within this book. How can a young female entrepreneur, anyone that's watching this for that matter, access, have access to that book?
1: Sure. So the book will be released uh, in early May. The best way to get access to the book right now is to um, contribute to the campaign. If you go to Indiegogo.com backslash Fix Young um, right now we're fundraising and anyone who um, who, who um, provides a, a contribution to the campaign will automatically get access to the book when it goes live um, on the 1st of May. Uh, there are different tiers of, of donations that you can give and every little bit helps and it's going to be a big part of how we bring this book to the powers that be and the people who can make real change happen. Um, the other way that we're looking for support is um, just straight awareness. If you go to fixyoungamerica.com, we have a um, a website full of ways that you can get involved and spread the word to like-minded peers. Um, the most interesting way is something called pass the baby, and I encourage you all <laughs> to go there and find out what that actually is. But long story short, it's really our way of encouraging you to provide your own uh short solutions and ideas to fix young America. So go to uh, com to find out more about that. And uh, find a way to contribute that makes the most sense to you.
0: Awesome. Well, you know, R- Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show because this is an interesting campaign that everyone needs to be paying attention to, especially for a young female entrepreneur, finding out ways that you can give back, but also ways that uh, the YEC is working to make building your business something that's doable. So
1: Happy to do it. Yeah, I'm happy thank to you. be here. And thank you for everything that you do, too.
0: Oh, thank you. All right. Well, now again, he said, go to fixyoungamerica.com. com. You can find out more. I, if you've been to Young Female Entrepreneurs uh, lately, you can see that I made uh, a little baby out and um, wrote a short blog post. It's not very hard to do. Uh, it takes just a few minutes out of your day, and you can spread the word of what's happening. Especially if you network with um, a more mature audience. <laughs> I guess. If you're in those uh, networking groups with women. Um, that are in their 40s and 50s uh, that you can spread the word in that way too. Um, So anyway, Ryan, thank you so much. And um, hopefully everyone will check out your website.
1: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
0: Have a good night, Ryan. You too. All right. So that was Ryan Pa again of the YEC and like I mentioned at the beginning of the show I'm a huge fangirl when it comes to the YEC those guys have done a lot as far as the community of young entrepreneurs go whether you're a male or a female um, like he was mentioning there's some legislation that they've been working on um, there's a whole lot of education that's happening as far as um, people within the community are contributing blog posts these are people that have uh, built huge companies and have had high growth which is um, always a nice thing to have in your back pocket so what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna be getting uh, the women of granny cart up and they were actually profiled um, on the young young dot com blog recently like I was saying at the beginning of the program there are two women that met in grad school and I'm just gonna play um, I don't know if you have the video queued up or not we'll play just a short snippet of who they are as I'm getting them up on Skype Um
2: but my mom's American and we um, started working together on our master's project at Columbia um, it was a digital master's project multimedia with, on uh, Jewish Christian families that raise their children in both religions and we decided that <laughs> we worked very well together and um, at the end of the year when uh, we were looking for jobs uh, there was nothing that really uh, stood out to us so uh, our One of our professors recommended that we start our own company, and um, so that's what we did in September. And uh, we shoot and edit um, uh, promotional videos and also work on documentaries. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: well, we are uh, two recent Columbia Journalism
0: So I have the women of Granny Cart on, uh, Granny Cart Productions, and I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves to you. They're fantastic women to know. They have a lot of energy and optimism, which is so nice because if you've been doing this for a while and your business is feeling stagnant, um, it's always nice to have women that inspire you uh, around. So uh, without further ado, Eletra and Leia. Hi! Hello. Good evening. Good evening, and thank you so much for coming on the show. These guys did such a fantastic profile, and they—it was about forty-five minutes or so, or so of a video that I had to edit down because I had such a good time talking with you.
3: Thank you. Yeah. We had a good time too. Oh, thank you.
0: So, why don't you tell us a little bit about each of yourselves? Um, we got to learn just a small amount about what Granny Cart Productions is and I've been following you in the last month since we've talked and there's been a lot that's been going on with you since then. So, um, to get started, Leah, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? Go for it. She said Lea. Oh, Leah, sorry.
3: They <laughs> missed that. Um, so, my name is Lea. Uh, I'm french Uh I went to Columbia Journalism School last year. I graduated in May. That's where I met Elettra. Um, I grew up both in France and Lebanon, uh, got a Master in Journalism in Paris, then got a Master in Journalism in New York, and this is actually my first job, being self-employed. So <laughs> it's been pretty
2: fun. Uh, Elytra has a bit of another story. Um, I was working in magazines before I went to Columbia. I worked for um, American Express Publishing for almost five years. and. Um, when I started uh, exploring film,
0: oops. Oh, you're good. You're good. Oh, Sorry. Okay. I'm just making it a little wider so we can see both of you.
2: Uh, when I started exploring um, using uh, digital cameras for uh, storytelling, I got very passionate about it. And um, when we were starting to look at what jobs we could have uh, post graduation, I realized that the only way to be able to do everything that um, we were taught and that I was excited about was to start our own production company so that's how I got here.
0: <laughs> so now you talked a little bit in the profile about a specific professor that said um, I don't know if he encouraged you or mentioned it that entrepreneur, becoming an entrepreneur is ideally is an ideal situation especially when you're in journalism can you tell us a little bit about him and what he said? So
2: the professor is called uh, Doolin Tu and he's the digital uh, media director at the Columbia Journalism School and we um, had interactions with him uh, from the beginning of the year because of our digital masters project and then in the spring we had him as our documentary professor and he's an incredible uh, talent uh, as a professor and as a filmmaker and storyteller and he really believes in his students and pushes them forward. Um, so he heard us uh, complain about the lack of uh, cool jobs out there and um, he also had started his own production company at a certain point point. Um, so he knew that it was feasible and recommended that we um, take one year and kind of do a second masters in life and in uh, filmmaking. So um, he's been really influential in uh, the birth of granny. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of quotes, and
3: but and it's very cheesy, but it's still very good, so I'm going to say it. He says, the best investment you can do is in yourself. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's what we've been doing, so yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that's fantastic. So why Columbia? How did you guys end up there?
3: I ended up there because I, I, I never thought of... American education and American University. I didn't know much about it, to be very honest with you. Um, I didn't even know what Ivy League meant or anything, but my school in Paris had a dual degree program with Columbia that just started. And I got on board uh, during the second year, the second year it happened. And when I got into Columbia, I didn't know. I didn't even know that Columbia was Ivy League or what Ivy League was. So that's how far I come from.
2: (laughs) Uh, and for me, instead, um, all the journalists that I encountered and respected and looked up to um, while uh, I was in magazines had all um, been to Columbia Journalism School. And uh, when I started uh, looking for um, a more digital journalistic path, um, I spoke to some of them and um, the program came highly recommended as well as some of the professors and former students. so uh, that's you know obviously it's the number one uh, school for journalism in the US um, and also I mean there's some other great programs out there like NYU and uh, UC Berkeley and USC. But um, the, in terms of digital media practical training, uh, this was really the number one. Um, and also, uh, just being in New York City is invaluable. Um, the connections that you make through the school because of the professors and the other students and the alumni, um, that has been very um, valuable uh, for us um, and for many of our colleagues and it's only a ten month program compared to two
3: years for most other schools so that's a big plus when you want to get into the workforce
0: right. faster and that's, I, that's a lot in ten months too so now you talked um, talking about Columbia again and we just had Ryan Paw on the show who is with the Young Entrepreneur Council and they're doing Fix Young America and a big part of that is getting universities in uh, promoting entrepreneurship as a viable option now was there was the professor that gave you the inspiration to do this but are there any actual programs or classes that you took during the program during your masters that um, taught you some of the lessons that have allowed you to build this business? There was
3: a um, non-credit class that lasted for, if I remember correctly, around 12 sessions uh, with Ken Lehrer with, with, who is one of the founder of the Huffington Post and uh, it was about uh, entrepreneurship and how to create your own business uh in media and it was not credited and it was a volunt- based on a volunteer um to attend but it was a fascinating class and elitra and i attended each of them and i think that's one of the main thing mm. uh, that we got out from but colombia is very supportive of-, of startups and entrepreneurs and they even have a list on their website with all the Columbia grads that created their own businesses, and we were invited earlier in the year to talk um, at a panel of startups from a former with former Columbia grads. So they're very supportive, and they really believe in in their in their students.
2: Cool. The the other thing is um, they teach you the value of social media, um, which kind of um, is means building the audience for the work that you do Uh, and I was very shy on Facebook before Um, I had a Twitter account but I never tweeted Um, and they really pushed us forward with that especially the Dean of the Students Sri uh, Srinivasan Srinivasan. (laughs) I always mix up the uh, pronunciation of that but um, uh, so uh, I learned how to use um, you know, Facebook and uh, Twitter to and LinkedIn to really spread the word about um, our work, uh, which obviously has helped a lot also for, for Granny Cart.
0: All right, so I want to, I'll come back to the social media piece in a bit, but you brought uh, um, Living in New York City and how much that has helped you in building your business. Can you talk a little bit about... Um, like specific ways that that has helped as far as how you were able to meet people and whether or not you think that you'd be able to build this business in any other city in the US or even in France.
2: That's something uh, we ask ourselves a lot uh, and we always come back to the same conclusion that there's no place like New York. Um, there's the the incredible amount of talent here and um, the open mindedness uh and fast pace is really rare the energy and kind of the believing in young people um, you know it's it's very hard to find that in other uh cities uh we are, we recently actually got back from brazil where we were shooting videos for um, a client and uh we had the opportunity to be in sao paulo for one day
1: oh. and it
2: was uh a very energetic city, and um, obviously it's growing at a very fast pace. Um, so I think emerging markets like that um, are, you know, maybe could somehow compare to New York City, but. Uh New York City still remains the number one on our list and uh we go to a lot of networking events um, and other events uh through various networks um, like tech startup networks uh, Columbia and you know other like our alma mater um, uh events uh and just friends that invite us to different things and we're very open to um any kind of event um, that's culturally interesting because it opens our mind um, and you know opens us to learning about new stories that we might want to cover um, or you know either by finding clients or finding stories for documentaries um, Is there anything else you want to add to that? New York City? <laughs> Just, like, there's so we- much happening that sometimes
3: we're like okay we can not go to everything so we try to split but then we're only two, so what do we do? <laughs> like, there's always a limit to how much you can achieve, right? So All right, that's so, a problem we're facing. Too much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of geography, <laughs> now you mentioned a little bit in the profile, and I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but you mentioned the issues of uh, that come with visas and uh, being an international uh, woman, basically. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing with... Um, well, actually, why don't you tell everyone about the, the visa issues, if you don't mind.
3: Sure. No, 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 not at all. Uh, so, Eletra is uh, American-Italian, so she doesn't have any problems staying and working here. I am French, Lebanese, and Swiss, but none of those passports will help me stay here. So, uh, my visa expires in July, so I'm actually applying right now for uh, another visa to be able to stay after that date. Uh, I'm right in the middle of it scanning paper and filing paper and writing a business plan and all that. Um, so we're just we're, we're trying to sponsor me to stay here. Uh, we're very proud because we <laughs> are actually to the point where we can pay for the sponsorship by ourselves without asking for help. So that's a really good thing. Awesome, congratulations. And yeah, that's our first big investment <laughs> <laughs> having me stay in the US. It's uh worth it. and we'll
0: see we'll see what
3: happens. I mean, fingers crossed and if it doesn't work, we'll think of something else. We'll we'll figure it out.
0: So plan B is not something that you've even touched on yet. It's definitely you're going to stay here.
3: I mean, that's that's the best option and that's honestly the only one I can think of right now. I'm having trouble imagining having to leave, but uh, if we have to go, we already talked of some options and of some places we might be able to go. We have uh, a lot of passports between the two of us, <laughs> so we have some options and uh, we'll figure it out when the time comes.
0: <laughs> the chat saying, if uh, the passport doesn't work out, you can always go back to Sao Paulo.
3: <laughs> That's actually one of the reasons we went. We wanted to check it out.
0: Oh, very nice. So along the lines of travel, um, it sounds like you guys are doing a lot of travel as well as, um, well, actually, before we get into the travel piece, why don't you tell us a little bit about the documentary that you uh, mentioned in the profile um, and where you are at with the status of that?
2: We're very thrilled uh, to say that we're at... Um, Yeah, you never know, uh, but we spoke to our source for the documentary we're working on and um, we spoke to him yesterday and he told us that uh, they already got funding from the government of St. Vincent and they're looking for other funding um, to be able to um, pursue their mission uh, this summer, which is something that we're going to be um, filming if it happens. So we're very excited. Um 90% is a great number <laughs> to hope for and um you know for, there's another 10% that um you know, fingers crossed will happen. So the story- if that happens uh then we're we have already applied to one grant and uh we're searching for other um funding options for us to uh follow him. So the documentary is about um this
3: man who is a Garifuna, which is an Afro-Carib culture from the island of Saint Vincent uh, in the Caribbean, but in the island, because of the history of the island, no one speaks the language anymore and the there is a very strong culture, language and music to it that is considered in danger today and he lives in New York but he wants to go back over the summer for a month to teach kids who live there their language and their songs um, and then have a, a festival at the end to reconnect people there with their original culture so we want to go back with him and follow him through his journey now how did you find him we we read an article about endangered languages uh... found the contact of this linguist who was mentioned in it who is based in new york's he, oh, in new york he runs an endangered language alliance met with him talked with him we actually did some work for him and he mentioned those guys and we're like well, that sounds great Like can we Can you put us in touch with them, and we met with them, and we already did a small video on a music band that he has called the af Afri- Africa jazz ensemble uh and that's how we started, and we've been following uh, them ever since
0: that's so cool so uh all right. Going back into some practical tips that you can share with some young female entrepreneurs that are watching today. You travel a lot. You've got two different pieces in your business, really. You've got the documentary piece where you follow, you're following him, and then you also have the branding piece, which you were just saying you got back from Brazil recently, right? That was on that right. side. So how, mm-hmm. do you, how do you balance all of that? What, how do you keep your sanity? How do you keep organized? all of that fun stuff. I don't want to say balance in life, I'm just saying how do you keep things together? What are your tips? Well we don't travel that
3: much. Uh, <laughs> we were we were out for Brazil for 10 days um, but apart from that uh, and we're going again in the summer uh, also for documentary fingers crossed again but apart from that we're pretty much here. Um, but yeah it is it is a challenge to because when you, you travel, you think about all the opportunities that you have when you travel meeting new people, discovering new places, uh, all that, but then you also need to take into consideration what you're actually missing, so we've been having some discussion about that, trying to figure it out, find the right balance um, and we we're getting there, i guess well we, we, the, th- the thing is we we started so recently that it's kind of hard sometimes to get the bigger picture at this point so i think that in a couple more months maybe four months when it would be like ten months are we're working we're going to be able to look back and get a better sense right now we're trying to to make sure we don't miss out too much i guess that's the that's the idea
2: in terms of advice for uh... other young entrepreneurs um... of keeping balance and making sure you follow up on everything. We have a lot of reminders in our phones, our iPhones, um, and we CC each other on all work emails. Um, we, some things are so exciting that we <laughs> can't forget. There's um, someone we need to follow up with tomorrow for a possible gig. Um, and we've been—I've been dying to send him an email for a week now.
3: <laughs> Every day, can Every I send day. the email? No, not yet.
2: <laughs> so there's some things that you don't forget. Um, another uh, gig that we recently got for um, a very um, successful watch blog called Hodinki uh, by another uh, Columbia Journalism School alum. Um, we're doing some work for him next week, and we had met him back in i don't know october, october november and we just really wanted to work with him so we kept on following up and um finally and, and he kept on saying yeah i'm interested in working with you guys and it just uh... you know i think that persistence really pays off um with uh... you know just keeping people in mind and after every event we make sure we follow up with everybody and um, you know, we link, we link to them on LinkedIn, on Facebook. We invite them to uh, check out our website, to like us on Facebook, and uh, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> so, a lot of, uh, you know, hefty communication skills. <laughs>
0: Yeah, okay, so there's a really great uh, question that's in the chat right now, and that is that because there are two of you and you make such a great team, how do you divide the responsibilities within the business?
2: Uh, well, we, um, we have very similar skills, um, so most of what we do is interchangeable. Um, so if one day, um, you know, I'm working on web design, she's working on the business plan, or if I'm working on the editing, she's working on the shooting or, you know, we, we can, um, you know, change, change it up. So we also don't get too, uh, you know, into one task that we uh, lose perspective on what we're doing um, in terms of even aesthetic value. Um, but besides that, uh, I would say, um Leah's very responsible and very <laughs> practical. Sometimes I'm a little too spontaneous um, and say want to say yes to everything and she's uh she she thinks things through. Um and uh, I I think I because of that I also talk to a lot more people like networking thing. Um, but Lea has been really good about that too and uh, one of our best uh, clients, who's a repeat client, um, came from a connection that Lea fostered so um, it's a lot of, I don't know, it depends. It's very
3: spontaneous because I mean I know we're lucky and I know it's not always the case in partnerships but we get along so well and we're both really hard workers at the end even if Eletra might be more spontaneous and me more down to earth but we both really work hard and so we kind of split it spontaneously and we don't really keep track and we never had the problem of blaming the other one for not doing enough or anything yeah sometimes one of us get a little distracted and we snap the other one back into work gently and and it's all good like we never had a big issue so we so far we've been keeping it spontaneous but maybe down the road we'll change that but as long as it's working we're just going to keep it like that i think
2: and also it's it's easy when it's just the two people because you actually have uh you know there's a sense of humor that I think we had talked to you about um, and you know we we laugh a lot during the day so that keeps us sane and I think if you know if we hopefully will start growing and have the opportunity to hire more people we'd love to we have some people in mind that we'd love to hire um, we have a freelance composer that um, works with us often um, but there's some other you know kind of skills that we we um, would like to incorporate um, and you know maybe when we start growing we might have to have more uh, more of a structure structure yeah um, but you know we're we're um, we're probably always going to have a fun company <laughs> because that's the kind of people we are and and the point of, of having a company is that that you're passionate about it and that you're having fun with it somebody last year at the journalism school I can't remember who it is um, maybe you remember um, you know said like don't forget the fun of it like that's that's the whole point and nobody goes into journalism thinking that they're going to be making money we're not I mean, investment bankers <laughs> um, You know, so we're definitely not in this to make money, but, you know, we we think that if we're uh, doing what we love and we are passionate about it and we're working hard at it because we we love it, then, you know, the, the rest will come as, you know, organically.
0: Okay, so I have two questions. One is in the chat, and if you're just coming right on right now, we're t- we're speaking with the women of Granny Cart Productions, and I am on chat uh, if you're watching on Facebook. So if you ask them a question, I'll make sure to relay it over it. Um, so um, I just forgot my question because that was a good question, and I'll get to <laughs> it in just a second, Danielle. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So uh, speaking of partnerships, you in the profile you mentioned ego and how you leave your ego at the door and that's how it, its made your partnership a success which I thought was awesome especially as being and being young women I feel like that can be an impediment in growing your business can you speak a little bit on that point if you remember it because you said it very eloquently in the profile
3: actually the, the pride uh, comment didn't I, I remember hearing it for someone who I was explaining to how great our relationship between Eletra and me was and and I was trying to put a word like explain how why it was so great and why even if as Eletra said we come always from completely opposite perspectives all the time like whenever something comes up I'm down to earth and is all for it <laughs> <laughs> and then we always reach a middle ground always and it never sours and this person I don't remember who said well that's because there's no pride and it just clicked and that's so true because even if we come from different perspective, we're always able to talk it through without bringing it to the personal level or having like better conversation about it and we end up coming to some com- reaching com- some common ground and that's why it works out so well.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I thought that was a fantastic comment to make and one that uh, you, it helps I think starting from the very beginning that you're realizing that yes, we're going to go ahead and check our pride at the door and make sure that we're both in it for the same reason. And a few wo- young women who uh, YFF has profiled has said that they're able to work with a partner because they they all have the same goals and the same um, passions, the same end point in mind. Um, but anyway, getting into Danielle's uh question. Who are your role models? That's a good one.
2: Uh that's <laughs> that's a very good question.
0: <laughs> uh, um people in journalism business. Well, we um
2: there you know, there they're uh various role models for different things that you do um, my I would say I have a personal one and a professional one um, Go for the my professional one. <laughs> my personal one is probably <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> my um, my father because he uh, you know went for um, a dream something that he envisioned and uh, he had a lot of obstacles and he just kept at it and um, accomplished it uh, you know years in the making um, and I admire that quality a lot um, and professionally it's very tough because there's not anybody who's exactly done what we're doing um, but uh, definitely I mean our our mentor Doolin to from Columbia that we were talking about earlier, he's, um, he's incredibly talented and is very, has strong ethics and um, is a, you know, somehow manages to do what he loves and he's great at it and inspires everybody around him to uh, learn more, to work, you know, produce better work and then um, there's another one that I would I wouldn't really call a role model, but um, we uh, recently uh, filmed ariana Huffington uh, for the Columbia Journalism Review um, no. that will be coming out soon, and she's a very interesting person. Um, you know, there there are a lot of things that are are different from how I am or from what I want to do. But I think that um, you know she came from from a background that was not uh journalistic really um, even though her grandmother somehow was uh started a blog that she like wrote up about but um, she's just an incredible woman who's um gone for for what she believed in and has worked really hard and has created an empire um, under her so um that's you know any woman who who can do that and you know is happy about it, then I think that's something to look up to.
3: Yeah, definitely have a lot, lot of admiration for women who make it in in places that are mainly um, male. Uh, it's it's always very tough to be the first one out there, and uh, and that, that, that they don't need to be famous or huge. It's just that step is already pretty big. I remember we were at um, um, business meetup. And it was only, only guys. And there was this one older woman who was standing alone. And Eletra, coming from an all-women's college was like, this lady we need to talk to. And I was like, why? And she said, she's the only woman here. If she's here, it means that she's really involved into women making it. And she probably has an interesting story. And she went to her, and that was exactly the case. And she was super happy to talk to us and to meet with us. And I think that's something to keep in mind that's something i've learned that day
0: that's an interesting point um so i've got two questions and i could talk to you for oh I, forever because you both have really incredible stories that are very unique um but there's a question on the chat uh, that is a good one uh, what subject or person would you like to most document
2: um, i answered this recently so i have a quick Uh, answer for that. Um, I'd love to, I've been wanting to for a long time, uh, document the women in the south of Italy who are um, fighting against the Mafia. Mm, Interesting. That's my my goal at some point.
3: (laughs) And one story that's been very dear to me uh, for a while now um, is also related to my home country. Uh, It's about um, Old houses in Lebanon, and most particularly in Beirut, that are uh, getting uh, destroyed every day to build big, horrible towers. That's my opinion. Some people love them because they think they make it look like New York. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I always wanted to to follow that story and find a family who's been fighting to preserve their family house. And actually, uh, Anthony Shadi, the New York Times correspondent who passed away recently and who whose book just got published uh wrote about how he restored his old family house in Lebanon because he's originally from there so i haven't read it yet but i can't wait
0: well that's interesting um okay so i <laughs> time's running down so if you're on the chat now thank you so much for coming um, I wanted to ask you one other question though and it's, it re- has to do with being a young female entrepreneur and whether or not you feel like uh, that has provided you any type of advantages now you mentioned social media earlier on in the interview and also networking the ability to go in and meet people woo people if you want if you want to say that um, do you think that being in a female in journalism, in creating documentaries, has that given you an advantage?
3: I mean, I mentioned this in the interview and I think it's still true that I was surprised that people when they when we introduce ourselves, people actually say that's great, you're young and you're an entrepreneur, but they also notice you're women and they for some reason it's some something special i never considered it something special but for some reason it's seems to be making an impression on people and whatever works at this point
2: <laughs> i'll take it yeah it's uh it's very rare to find um especially two young women like as a team uh it's sometimes it's a man and a woman or just one woman or just one man um but we rarely hear about two other young women doing what we're doing so um it gets attention um i mean at the end of of the day like we just want to produce good work so um that's the most important thing and if you know we get attention because we're women and because we're young then good but if it's you know good work then it'll get attention no matter what and hopefully Um, You know, any young or old person, for that matter, a 90-year-old, you know, documentary filmmaker, you know, or a, a person who becomes a documentary filmmaker at that age, like, great, you know, just anybody who believes in it should do it.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I loved that response, and uh, we're showing photos right now of you carrying around equipment. And in the profile, you you speak a little bit about how uh, technology now, as far as filmmaking goes, has made it so compact and just so easy for anyone, really, whether it's a crew or if it's two people, to uh, make. Mo- making movies a reality, which is nice. Um, so anyway, you can go over to youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com tomorrow to check out their profile. It'll be live along with uh, this the, the live stream <laughs> that we're doing right now. Um, but is there anywhere that you'd like them to go to after this to check out?
2: Yeah, you can follow the granny at Granny Cart um, on Twitter or like us on Facebook and and also check our website,
3: uh, grannycartproductions.com, and see our work and what's
2: about to come out. And everything is word of mouth, so. If you hear of anyone who needs a
1: video. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And so that was Elektra and Leia of Granny Cart Productions. Like they said, check out their website. If you haven't yet, I've also got right now, this instant, you can go over to youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com and read their profile and see a few photos that you may not have caught in the live stream. Um, again, thank you so much for coming tonight. Everyone did a fantastic job. Lots of great questions. Ryan if you missed him earlier. Again, check out the blog tomorrow. But otherwise, Have a fantastic evening, and I'll see you back here next Thursday, 6 uh, Pacific, 9 Eastern. Thanks so much.